already clicked it. And it's going to start yeah. with me like yelling into the mic now. Welcome to Two Beach yeah, Cast. Yeah. We're back after a week off due to illness. Um, illest. Illest, yeah. Back with Addy, back with Max. This is Gene. We're, we're cruising. We're going to go back to a little bit more of a traditional format today, boys. We're going to just yeah. chill out, talk about video games, because yeah. that's what we want to do. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking well, of ill, the uh, do you remember all the Beast Boys records used to have like different variations of ill? And they were like licensed to ill. Man, Beast Boys were sick as to listen to while playing games. I don't know about you guys. I used to put it on my 360 all the time. Man, it makes me wish I had like a 360 or something because I never had a console that played music. <laughs> Hell yeah, I could like just uh, rip my CDs onto it, man, and just play it. It was so cool. I even had that. Um, uh, I had Susan Boyle while I was playing Black Ops One. <laughs> so I had like I dreamed a dream of time gone by, and I'd just have like and it's like nuclear <laughs> nuclear warhead yeah. unlocked. <laughs> yeah, man, it was it make you pop off. Um, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I, no, really, so... I had a PS3 so that I could um, put my own custom songs onto SmackDown vs. Raw, um, yeah, put whatever as my entrance music, and unfortunately I only had the PS2 version, so I just had to choose between all their crappy songs. Man, I did, we, we could never afford like a, uh, the iPods and that. And mm. they come out and like we we managed to score some some PSP somewhere down the line, and so I used to like listen on the bus, put on like headphones and like listen on the bus on the way to school, like and just like have to manually click X. I'd go into the the uh, entrance editor in SmackDown vs Raw 2008 and click manually click the tracks, a, like preview track, and it would play the whole song, and I would just play like the coolest songs, the ones that, like sounded the most epic, and I was like, yeah, these are wicked, and um. Everyone else has got like iPods, and I've got this PSP, and I'm like clicking square or something, like uh, a play song, and I'm like sitting there just jiving in my head uh, to like Rey Mysterio or something like that. It was so cool. Yeah, it's when your um when your iPod takes like ages to boot, and everyone else has just starts immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> iPod had a huge screen and buttons on it uh, on the front. Um, yeah. so I actually wanted to ask your guys' opinions about um. Mortal Kombat, the movie, because we, I only just watched it last night, and I was, I'll actually, I'll tell you what I thought about it first, and then you yeah, can, yeah, yeah, tell, you, tell you, can, you can tell me what you loved or hated about it. Um, at the start, I was like, what is going on? And I was a bit confused, but then I realized it was just a prologue bit. Um, but that was like getting straight into some like gory combat. I was like, this is so sick. This is so Mortal Kombat. So stupid. But I really liked that. Um, I was a bit miffed about the main character after the movie finished because I didn't realize that it was a completely new character. I was like, who was it supposed to be? Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was actually just, it was a, a new character. But, uh, you know, after. Stepping back and thinking about it a little bit, it kind of grew on me. Um, I love the just over the top violence. I thought that was so stupid, but um, I thought the uh, the video game line moments were pretty cringy, but that yeah, kind of yeah. made them better. Like no. <laughs> Kato ripping out uh, Reptile's heart and going Kato wins. I was like, God damn it! Why did this have to happen? <laughs> And then the next one, when um, Kung Lao's like, flawless victory, I was like, okay, 
Like, uh, they're just doing it. They're, they're not even worrying that it's so grating right now. They're just chucking them in there because yeah. they're like, well, it's it's the lines from the game. We've got to do this. Um, I really like the special effects, actually. Uh, a lot of the special effects were really cool. Yeah. Funny mm-hmm. you say that. I, I think the dragon at the end sucked. Like, there was a couple of special effects things in there where they, were, like, made a big moment of it. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, come on, man. I think my favorite come one on, was um, when Jax tried to shoot Sub Zero, but he froze the start, like the end of the gun, oh, and yeah, the bullet just exploded outwards. That was so sick. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a great visual. Um, and then Sub Zero just like freezes his arms off. Yeah. I was like, damn, Jax is oh, dead already. I wonder what's gonna happen later mm. now that his arms are gone. He's not going to get a new yeah, one. He's we're we're going to put, we're gonna put like, what were they, like Hasbro Connects or whatever they were? Probably not even Hasbro, yeah. but like those Connects things. They just kind of put Connects things on his arms, not use Voodoo Magic to bring him back. And yeah. And then they just got the Jason X treatment and got super chromed out. Yeah. Later. Uh, I was kind of like, I actually haven't never seen a Mortal Kombat movie before, I don't think. Um, so I have nothing to compare this to, but yeah. it was. Um, See, I don't, I don't think know. you should you should compare it to anything. I think it should a, a film, a really good film, should stand on its own merit. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I I thought that only Kung Lao of the good guys dying was kind of weird. I I feel like they um could have upped the stakes a little bit because they just like mowed down everyone else after that, and that was kind of strange. Um, I don't know. It felt like there was a little bit of stakes to it, but they didn't end up adding that much. But overall, it was enjoyable to watch. It was just, like, stupid. And yeah. I kind of liked that. How did yeah, you guys yeah. feel about it? Look, I think it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was one of the... Uh, as a film, it was one of the yeah. worst things I've ever seen. Uh, look, I understand that you're just trying to make... Um, something that you're like, oh, cool, yeah, check out this because this was in the game. So we're just going to put everything that was sick about the game and chuck it in the movie. It doesn't work for this medium. Uh, it doesn't work for film. Um, so I think that's where the – that's one of the underlying uh, parts of, like, the video game film curse thing comes from is, like, people just chucking this, like, heaps of crap from the game. Like, I could imagine if they made a, um, a, a God of War movie or something like that and the whole thing is just – filled with like references where like uh, he'll have like a box or like a he'll have he'll be fighting someone with the square and someone will just go oh, mash square or like you'll be beating someone with the wheel and someone will go mash him with the circle i'd be like ha oh, whatever um, yeah I'm, I'm very glad that um when kano was asking how to do the fireballs that um Liu Kang wasn't just like caught a circle hey, forward it'll, on the punch it'll get that bloody it'll get that bloody moves there can i get that Jesus Christ. And a wonderful fireball. Okay, no, wins, mate. You know, where's your, your beer? So I, uh, you, okay, I don't really want to like swear on this, but, you know, um, your beer's shit, you know. Um, like, who cares? God, that was so garbage. It was funny, and you could tell that, like, the movie was going to do good in Australia. <laughs> Kano was just this good VB drink you could do. Just a fucking boat. 28 in the morning, you know. Um, legend uh but yeah it just they just put them into situations for them to fight like they were just the whole film was just to get 
what is in the game onto the screen. It was there was this really garbage story, uh, and there was the only kind of story that was there was the Sonya Blade thing, yeah. Like, you know, and that had a payoff. The rest, like this tournament, which they keep talking about, we don't even see a tournament. You know, I'm, I'm sure you can say, yeah, cool, that's coming in another film, but that's not the point. Don't make the ultimate goal of the current story something that we do not see. Um, the only cool thing I, I thought about that film was the very start, was the opening sequence. The part with uh, Hanzo, or whatever his name was, uh, Scorpion, fighting yeah. Sub-Zero. That was awesome, man. He just goes on this bloodlust rampage. and like, But he does it for a reason. Because yeah. the story uh, needs that to happen. Mm. It's not the story just trying to get these people into situations to fight. Uh, this is, these fights were, were happening as a way to drive the story. The story wasn't being driven to make a fight happen. Um, the whole sequence at the end where there was stakes, supposed stakes where I didn't care about. Um, and there was that hype as moment where it was good over here. Yeah, cool. That was hype for like two seconds. And then after that, it just kind of fell. So I, I think that movie was absolute trash. Um, and I think the um, the missing the missing thing is it needed to have a plot. It it needed to have plot and it needed to have story that could drive it. It it couldn't just be like uh, the new new Star Wars films where they use a lot of member berries. This is using um, member berries for for a game that yeah. is still still in circulation. You know. Um, yeah, it's. I I felt it felt it lost. I, even as a film, like, whatever. I'm sure people will be like, yeah, but it's sick because you get to do that cool thing. It's like, yeah, at, you know, uh, Rainbow three and four and five were were sick for that exact reason too. Were the stories any good? No, that that was shit. Um, you know that that that's the point. Um, the whole point of a film is to have a story, and you you miss that. Um. Sorry, I was just—I'm going to ramble on for days by, you know, shutting up. I get uh, what it. About you, Chris. What about you, Chris? What do you think, man? I loved it. Yeah, but I—I oh. I get the feeling out of the three of us, like, I am the biggest Mortal Kombat fan out of the three of us. Like, I've played everything, pre-order, watch it, love it, binge it, play it all the time. Still play Eleven. Bought Eleven again for PS Five. Yeah, but I don't think that's still like an argument. Um, so for me, for me. It was everything I wanted from the film. I understand the reason for Cole Young, a new character. Um, they they brought him in as like like a nameless peon to, for like to kind of drive a point, and I, and I get that. Um, his character was a bit underwhelming, um, so that's about it. But for me, and every other bad guy. Um, yeah, for me the villains were fine, like. Everyone likes Goro because it's Goro, but Goro in the games has never had, had like such a massive thing. He dies, like he just—that's his thing. He always dies before, so that Liu Kang wins the 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 ninth Mortal Kombat tournament to then reset the timeline, which causes the issues that follow on. Because the whole thing about Mortal Kombat is Outworld have won nine in a row. They're about to have number ten. Um, and in the in the games, it's that Goro is the champion and. Luke Kang kills Goro, 
therefore they don't win the 10th one in a row and they've all got to start again. Uh, Kung Lao dying is also just like part and partial. Kung Lao dies in like most Mortal Kombat medium. So for me, I was like, oh, <laughs> alright. Because he, he's like the bolster for Liu Kang. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured Liu Kang's like the main one of those two. But it, uh, it also kind of felt weird to me that nobody else died at all. But I guess they kind of spent so long building really, them up. Really yeah, like, it's. I, I get the thing is like, they, it's because they need to find more champions. I get it. Like, most of the champions mm. have died. Like, this is all they've got. So. And that's the whole thing at the end where Raiden's like, I'm going to make a new list of champions. You've got to go find them. Um, type thing. Um, I don't think Kano's dead as much as the mark went over to um, Sonya. I don't think Kano's dead. I think Josh Lawson did such a good job that getting an actual Australian actor to do an actual Australian. Mind-blowing Hollywood, I know. It's crazy that you don't do this more often. Uh, I think uh, he was like, I, I think, think he was more of like a fake Australian. He was like what people think Australians are. Oh, you know, you know, you know, you know, Josh Lawson hammed it up. hundred percent. hundred percent. But like, you know, having a dude who's actually from Brisbane or Australia, having an Australian like accent is even actually better than like the American botched what they think it is. Um, I, yeah, like I was happy with it. I was really happy with it. I watched, I went back two more times. I ended up watching it three times. So I was really happy. Um, is it a good film? No. Is it a good Mortal Kombat film in, in, in like in what I wanted it to be? Yes. So I agree with Addy completely. Like, do not go in this one if you want something structurally sound because it is not structurally sound at all. But if you are a fan of the fan of the franchise and you will appreciate the stuff, go watch it. But like it's the same thing with the 1994 one I get a lot of enjoyment see like you said the stuff about the lions like the Fate Force victory like that was all in the 1994 one as well and I just laughed every time in that movie as well and I actually watched the 1994 one before I watched the new one again I also watched the Scorpion's Revenge animated film which is really really good highly recommend that if you if you're a fan of uh, animation um that's the same thing Goro's like in there for like a handful of fights before just being killed <laughs> straight out by Scorpion. <laughs> he just dies. Um, but yeah, it was interesting to see, like, I have, it like, a few nitpicks, but, like, one of my one of my biggest things that I constantly laugh at and I constantly think about is Raiko, General Raiko never says his name, ever, to any of the heroes. No one says who he is or anything. So when they're all like in the like in the world between worlds type thing, and then Jax is like, "Give me Raiko, I have a score." And so I was like, "I'm like, how do you know his name?" <laughs> like yeah. he never saw he, he he never talked. He never. How do you know? How do you know his name? No one knows who stop. he is. <laughs> stop thinking. You're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah, um, Raiko was the one. Was he the one played by? Uh, he was at wrestler WWE wrestler who um. Uh, was tag teamed with Undertaker, or supposed to be tagged with Undertaker. Yeah, Nathan Jones or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Nathan Jones. Yeah, yeah, he's Australian dude. They they always just put him in films because he's huge. Yeah, uh, and he is huge. He's massive. He was the dude that uh, Brad Pitt stabs in the neck in um, Troy in the first oh, the first Troy in Troy, um, which is such a goofily fun movie, by the way. Um, but yeah, and they put him in so many things of like like you'll notice him in just a bunch of things. Um, and there's another dude who does that. He played like the Immortals Madman. I think he was wrestling too. The Madman dude from 300. Um, but yeah, that was that was a pretty underwhelming 
thing. Just put the big guy in it. There was a few Australians in Mortal Kombat, come to think of it. It was the, It's an Australian Stone, film, so it was an yeah. Australian director, filmed in Cooper PD. Uh, Sonya was Australian, so, Kano was so Australian. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, well, Sonya Blade's performance was so was funny as well because the the chick who was playing Sonya Blade it was her accent kept slipping through, and it was she was literally like she was like a VB away from being like oh bloody hell Kane I don't come around to you mate or oh, oh bloody chop you to bits champion, and I like I, there's only so much Aussie man reviews that I can deal with in a film, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. So for me, for like, for what it is, a, a low budget video game movie, um, and we're going in with very minimal expectations. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. But uh, again, I'm how much of that is like nostalgia and love for the franchise? Um, I don't know, but nostalgia and love for a franchise did not save the next topic we're going into. Just after we quickly, um have uh I find the information I want is that the Monster Hunter movie still sucks weighing and I've watched it again and it still balls and I hate it still it. sucks it's still why bad. would you watch it again because someone told me that it's not as bad as I think it is and I went to watch it and I hated it it's trash what can save video game films like I would I would like to say the, the hardest All right, thing so this is this is this is, a, this is the discussion that I've had in a previous thing that that hopefully will be coming out soon wink wink nudge nudge for people who like to hear the stupid opinions I have is how much do you tread the line between viable for new people to franchise and pre-existing fans like Look, I don't think it's that hard to be able to produce something that um, a, a complete newbie can jump into you just have to introduce a character in a way that, and usually the introduction is something that you can can give you an idea of what the character is like. A video game is a completely different medium. So in a film, you know, you could do, um, I, I think the first Resident Evil film does a good job of that. Um, obviously it's, it's still kind of something, the black sheep of the Resident Evil uh, fandom, but uh, this is really coming back to Paul Anderson. Paul Anderson, holy crap! Actually, Paul Anderson did the did Resident Evils and he did uh, uh, Monster Hunter and he did Mortal Kombat, so he does all right when he can. But sometimes he just goes off. But uh, it's it's not that hard to introduce a character and to show their their underlying goals um, and what their wants and needs are and blah 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 uh, when you first introduce them. I don't think you have to know uh, all this lore about something like man i can watch advent children i watched advent children before i played final fantasy 7 i can understand it i i've got a pretty good understanding um i felt like it didn't shove a whole heap of crap into my face um we just there just needs to be better writers man um get karen travis who did the who did books and also co-wrote i'm pretty sure she co-wrote some of like years three you know, get someone like Karen Travis to come in and do stuff like that. She did some books for Halo as well, I think. Um, you know, she can jump from one one thing to another uh, and write something. So I'd like to see some of the book writers for things write some stories. Who who wrote the um, uh, Scorpion's Revenge or whatever? Dean, did you do you know who did that? 
let me have a look. Um, based on a screenplay by Jeremy Adams, apparently. Jeremy Adams. Who, when you Google his names, um, he's written some stuff like Teen Titans. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, man. Like, let's let's like that's cool. Um. Yeah, now I, I want to watch I, the Mortal Kombat Legends film. That that that, that movie's so good. Oh man, it it. Uh, I feel like we just need to have really good writers and things that don't try to. Uh, I think films now are a lot about brand, and I feel like Mortal Kombat just tried to make, tried to like have this continuation. Like we're gonna pump out a film year now. Um, remember how good that went with the the Disney brand. Um. But you know what could what could make video game films better? I think writing, personally, I think just good writers. You don't have to put member berries in your film. Um, I think things can hold their own. I actually kind of weirdly enough enjoy um, the Super Mario film, <laughs> uh, the, the Mario Brothers film or whatever it was, the one with um. Oh, I can't remember the dudes acting it but it was such a goofy film and i liked it because it's like i can't see a film about jumping on blocks and stuff being interesting um well we'll find out when illumination release them their mario movie Can oh really is it gonna there's actually gonna be one yeah the uh people yeah. making minions who made minions are making a holy, mario movie. holy crap holy crap <laughs> you didn't know that no, no, I didn't know that, man. Wow. Oh, um, well, you got that to look forward to now. Yeah, jeez. Um, officially, support, officially supported by, like, Mario and everything. That's like cool. Nintendo, sorry. Like, the full nine yards. That's really cool. Um, I wonder if that could have changed the uh, Monster Hunter film. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Mi Miyamoto is serving as, like, a producer and, like, overseer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, the um, Monster Hunter film, Capcom actively decided that they didn't want to support it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty ballsy. I like them. Yeah, that, that's, how, that's how you know the movie's got, like, it's going to be good. Like, when the when the, when the the game developer actively was like, nah, I'm out. See ya. Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Um, at least in, like, Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil, not Apocalypse, uh, Resident Evil, the third one, I can't remember. Extinction, I think it was called. Um, Resident Evil Extinction, it had this really weird uh, thing. I, I had it on DVD when I was younger, and so you get special features. And it had uh, a couple of trailers for upcoming Capcom games, which was awesome. Um, and so I actually watched the trailer to uh, RE5 on this. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, and so I, I could definitely see that, you know, companies do have love for, um, their product when it changes medium. So I'd like to see a lot of those companies kind of, I don't know, have a bit more care and love, uh, and, and maybe nurture the product a bit better. That way we don't get things like Monsanto film. Uh, that could have been so much better. It had all the potential to really like bring monster hunter fully into the mainstream like not just with people that enjoy video games um yeah. where you know like breaking onto like monster hunter world was that big thing 
to bring Once Under into mainstream video gaming, but like, yeah, it, you know, it could have been a universe that started to be enjoyed by a lot of different people too. Um, but yeah, I think that that kind of thing it it really just was not a good movie anyway. Even if it had been a good movie, but a bad fan movie, that would have been okay. Dude, I would have loved it if it was a great movie and just wasn't. Uh, if they if they just didn't put any references or anything in there, yeah. I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, that would have been cool. Like that's uh, that's what I think Mortal Kombat became was it was a it was a fan movie. It was a huge fan movie. Like I'm sure that people who made it were like huge fans of the um, of the lore and uh, and the games and that. But like I I don't want to go watch a film that is just a oh what what if this did this and this fought on screen by actual actors instead of uh video game avatars uh i could just watch that if like a bunch of cool dudes just edited some sick videos of themselves fighting it would have been awesome um but yeah like i i could definitely see uh a bit more love going to films uh especially for for video game films Sonic was big. Sonic was really big. Um, I remember they listened to their fans. Um, I don't know if there actually were fans or it was just the Sonic movie's dope. I love the Sonic yeah. movie. Yeah, the Sonic movie's awesome, man. It's like, it's really cool. Like, <laughs> it's, I don't even know they listened to their fans like so much, but they did, obviously. But they just yeah. had a really cool story. They introduced all the characters really well. They, like, Sonic was a really... They gave him a really... Um, I don't know, almost the perfect personality they could have given him. Like, you know, he's this young hedgehog thing that, like, you know, a young person or a young I've always enjoyed, like, I've always enjoyed, like, chill, sarcastic, mm. like, kind of smart-ass Alex Sonic compared to, like, the, one, the way they're trying to do Sonic recently, which is, like edgy superhero like pushing him down I'm like no yeah, just just yeah, give yeah. me just give the dude chili dogs let him run fast and let me just have a good time and I, I feel hope like they make a second well. film and it's just like it's just Sonic falling in love <laughs> the second um, film oh, the, the Sonic, 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 Sonic film. falls in love with like a cosplayer <laughs> like a human cosplayer it would be so cool who's like cosplaying as as the character that he fell in love with in that one game um, that would be so cool I would love yeah, it um... The second film's actually begun filming already. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty there excited for that, actually. There was a script leak as well recently showing that it, um, it's going to have, like, uh, Eggman comes back with, with Knuckles in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, on the, on the, and Tails the... ends up finding Sonic. And, like, they Every team up. Every poster so. should have this thing on it where it's like, and Knuckles. <laughs> He's so cool. Also featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. Also, yeah, also featuring Dante. Yeah, hell yeah. That would be <laughs> so cool, man. Um, I would love to see that. Oh, man. Um, I wonder what, wonder what if people still play. Like, oh, obviously, a lot of people are still huge fans of, um, of Sonic, but I wonder how many people, like we know, would, would still play Sonic. Um, I don't know. Do you guys still have, like, uh, Sagas? Um, no, I've, I like play Sonic releases, though. So yeah, like, um, I loved yeah. Sonic Mania. I will consistently go back to Sonic Mania. Um, yeah, it's funny that the game. best Sonic oh. game recently is like a fan-made game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I did play the newest one. 
Uh, Sonic, just, create your own Sonic. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. Because it, it was, was free it on... Everyone tried to make a Sonic tune. Because <laughs> it, was, it was free on PlayStation Plus, and I read somewhere you could beat it in, like, three hours, like, in an afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and you can. So I did. Like, it was... For what it was, it's, like, just a standard Sonic it's fest. So cool. um, it's not great, nor is it terrible. It's just Sonic... But yeah, for me, make your own hedgehog. But for me, I will always prefer like the classic like two D style, like Sonic the Sonic Advance games, the Sonic Rush games on DS, and Sonic oh, Mania. I'll, I'll always oh, prefer dude, those. Sonic, so, um, Sonic with the Wear Sonic. What one was Sonic Unleashed? So that's a classic now, dude. That game, that game was on PS2. I'm pretty sure. And I remember yeah. playing it on PS2. And I remember having a blast at how how silly it was. Uh, because I, I'm not so into Sonic games, man. Uh, I my brain doesn't function that fast to be able to like witness all the, like the crazy colors and stuff. Man, I'll I'll watch it and be like, oh man, I'm getting migraine just watching this. But um, but Sonic Unleashed was really cool because I just like just beating things up. Sometimes I like just like an easy beat 'em up game. And um and the Sonic Unleashed like the wear Sonic thing was really cool. <laughs> like I'm sure people are gonna hate me for that, but I love I actually really dig that game. Um. And yeah, so I want to see some more of that. I want to see just goofy Sonic stuff. I want to see experimental Sonic stuff, man, or just experimental games in general. Let's put a let's put uh, never before seen Mario in a go kart. No, <laughs> no, we'll have um. Don't tell Nintendo that. That's yeah, crazy. don't tell Nintendo that. Yeah, that'd be they they'd come after me and they'd steal my idea and make a make a franchise out of it. Like an award-winning franchise. Sonic Cook-Off. Uh, Sonic Backyard Barbecuing. Um, yeah, that'd be so cool. Like Cooking Mama, but for Sonic. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah, look, I, I wouldn't mind it, um, to play them originally. I've got them on DS, Sonic 1 or 2 and something on DS, I think. Um, but on that as well, like I've got... Man, my... My backlog of games is piling up, and it's not even filled with new games. I've, I like, I'll just go out, man, and I'll just buy these like uh, DS games, and I'll buy these like PS2 games, and I'll buy these consoles and stuff, just so I can like play older games and really get to experience them. But I just don't have the time to. Like, do you guys get that problem as well? I don't know, I, I've, what do you mean? I've really had to yeah. restrain myself from buying more games in like yeah, the yeah. last year because I do not get the time to play them. Yeah, man. I, um, no, I don't have that problem. Just with everything, I can play. In, I get to play and finish whatever I want. Yeah, look, I can understand if like a new game comes out, you play the hell out of it, yeah, uh, and you're like, cool, yeah, you know, I'm I'm happy with this and that. But like, there's I've, there's a handful of games that I'll always go back to, uh, no matter how old I get. I'm sure I'll keep going back to those things. Um, you know, that's why I've got them on PS2, you know, but I, I find myself buying a heap of things and I go, man, I'm like, I'm so happy I've got this piece of like video game history with me and I just don't, don't play it. I'm not sure, like, that. that's what I mean. Like, do you guys, do you guys collect? I know, I know Max, you've got a couple of older consoles. Um, yeah. But I've got, I've got this SNES here that I'm like, cool. Like, it's awesome that I've got it. My friend would have so much more fun doing it because he's got so many more games for it and i'm like you know i'm sure he would love that he would love this game or this console and the the like one or two games that i have for it um and it's going to get a lot more care and not just sit in there and uh collect dust so yeah 
you know um they obviously there's still consoles that i'm going to keep um i know max you've got like two of my ps2s <laughs> yeah i've got like four ps2s here yeah, and i've got like two ps2s here already as well i got a ps1 that i got to clean out i got a ps1 that i just finished cleaning out but i'm like i'm just fixing things up and like going yeah i'm really proud of that i don't have any don't really want to play anything at the moment um bought a crt is that what they call crt tvs the the big fat ones yeah big fat ones man yeah i bought one uh, and i was like yeah this will this will like look way cooler um like once i get it all set up but i've got no room to set it up <laughs> i've got way too much stuff um but yeah so i don't know do you do you collect old consoles dean Nah, um, it's the game developer for me. The uh, the industry moves too fast to focus on the stuff that's old. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I always buy new, the new stuff, play the new stuff, yeah. and see how I can interpret that into my own vision. Um. See if there's a feature that I like that's in the game that will help affect the games we make. Um. Be it in a yep. positive way. Um. But no. Um. Yeah. I. I understand the the hobby I've got. I understand that the the position I have as a studio owner and game developer that, um, I try to play as much as possible. I play any. I'll play anything and everything. I'm very firmly in the camp of like, don't critique it unless you've played it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Type good. type thing. Um, I have a lot of friends. Actually, no, no, no. I I I, I do disagree with with that. Don't critique it unless it's been unless you played it. I I can disagree with that. Uh, just quickly. Because I I don't think that I need to experience shit to know that something's shit. <laughs> like uh, there are some games that I would I look at and I go I'm not playing that. Um, and just like how much would you need to experience like the opening menu? Um, you know. No, see, see, I think the way you play games, the way I play games, is so different as well. It's fun. Like there's a fun, like I will when I play a game, I have a notebook. Yeah. Like. I'll play. You must be so fun. You must be so fun, like, just having, like, a game night. It'd be like, uh, what was that What was that green tech story I uh, read? And it was, like, this dude has people over for a movie and he, like, pauses it at the halfway mark or, like, the end of the second act or something. And he gives everyone notebooks and he's like, now I'd like to discuss, like, where do you think the story is going to go? <laughs> uh, for the most time, I don't do it. Like, play the film. <laughs> for the most time, game night, like, I don't do game nights. Like, I do, like, yeah, yeah. my headset in, wife's in bed, kids in bed, my tasks that I set myself out for the day are done, so VODs have been uploaded. Follow them out and do, games to my left. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's like, it's, game time. it's like, I know I've got two hours before this and going to bed to make sure I get a reasonable night's sleep for work, so yeah. that two hours, is like, this is what I want to do. Um, So, I'm very, like, time, you guys know me, I'm very time-orientated and stuff like that, so I'm like, alright, in the next two hours, I want to know what I'm going to experience. Like, I want to know, yeah. I want to deconstruct it. I'll I'll finish playing it. I'll deconstruct the two hours. Write down some stuff I didn't like, because I've built like ten or fifteen games that I want to do after Shape Versus. Yeah. Um. But but I want to. But they're, and they'll come from just like playing a variety of different things and be like, oh, do you know what? If that from that game and that from that game get together, and I could build those, that'd be really sick. So yeah, that, that's but cool. that's my that's approach cool. to playing games. Like it's very, yeah. very fundamentally different to a lot of people. Well, like I, I, I played probably most of uh, what I've got sitting in the other room, but I'm like, oh man, I really want to play them again. But I just don't, don't have to. I've already got another bunch of games and that that I need to be playing now. 
Uh, and I have started doing actually some time frames. Uh, Max has been uh, riding me on this one as well. Actually, he's like, "Oh, how's your how's your um, uh, uh, yeah, hour of screen routine? time? Yeah, yeah, hour of screen time. Because <laughs> I got like a couple of hours of screen time in the afternoon after I've done chores, just to like give myself some. Um, it's a really weird thing to talk about, but uh, I'm actually pretty yeah, happy with it. Money as well. You've got to though, because like you know, I look at my fiance, um, she gives me a little bit of pocket money. It's pretty cool. Go down to the bottle shop yeah, and yeah, um, on, shop, obviously a bottle. On my on my de- on my desk, I have like one of those 365 day planners, and yeah, it's open. Yeah. So open today, it's Sunday. So it's like vods, vods, game dev, <laughs> Bunnings podcast, uh, yeah. create events, drop off beers. Dude, it totally works. It's so I, good. I, I, I've, I've smashed through so much stuff. I've gotten so much Warhammer painted, like lately, dude. I've done so much with this, and like, so that's why I asked, like, you know, is it worth keeping all these consoles? I should have given to people that, you know, uh, that would really appreciate. If you think someone's going to benefit from them because you're not playing them, yeah. don't. Like, yeah, I, like I, I was I, the same. Like, I was like, oh, I'm holding on to this Xbox. And, I'm holding on to this original Xbox for no reason, and then yeah. I'm like, oh. The Series X is out and has full backwards compatibility for the entire generation. And I know someone yeah. who wants to collect the original, so I might as well give it to them because all yeah. the games will still work on my Series X. Yeah. If I yeah. want to go back to them. And sometimes like I put in um Crash Bandicoot, Wrath of Cortex, like the fourth one yeah. with Crunch. <laughs> and I was like Yeah, yeah. I just I just had I just vibed. I was sitting there and was like, Oh yeah, this is a good time. This yeah, good man, time. that's why I gotta go back to like the that weird that all that weird that um really assault focused age of platformers the ratchet and clank and sly raccoon and um uh well not so much sly but like jack and daxter and that uh i'll always go back to play those things uh no matter what and that's why i've got like that's why i've got all those consoles and that and there's you know some horror games that i go back to but I'll, some of them that these black backlog ones ones that i've heard that are like historical pieces i haven't had a chance to but i still think that your your idea of playing a game and seeing what works and what doesn't and what would work together. That's really cool. I think there's a lot to learn from not only modern games, but also past games. I think, especially with art direction, I play a lot of old games, man, to see how people got around graphical things. Um, we all know about the 64 and the, the or Mario Kart 64 and how they had to manage to make it look like it was 3D World um, by using 2D sprites. That's awesome. I like learning about those things. Um, so is that what you do with when you come up with like crazy ideas for new things? But do you just look at like more modern games? I look at modern games um, because I'm, I hate to say it, the, the old stuff doesn't sell anymore. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and I I have been jokingly referred to as EA Lite, like the EA of Tasmania, with how I run my studio. I hate to tell this, and for anyone listening, I want to make money because I want to keep people employed. Like. When when did wanting money a studio to make money money become such a bad thing? I'm not making it through microtransactions or dodgy practices. I'm trying to make it through a good game that will sell, so I can keep people employed. And it, and unfortunately, that comes from like the modern stuff. The modern stuff is said. There's a reason COD still sells. Yeah. And that's because Activision have a mantra, and Activision's mantra was that the game, no matter what, has to run at 60 fps. So. They they were always the premier sixty FPS shooter. Like no many games were either thirty FPS or, or like weird fluctuating. That you get sixty, but it fluctuates. It's not full ten eighty p or four k. Um, and honestly, there's nothing like Call of Duty around. Nothing balances that real that that balance between 
the frantic nature and realism of Battlefield to something like more arcadey like Halo. It kind of trends that final line where you can do something ridiculous and stupid, but it still kind of falls within the realm of probability because of like bullet sway and shit like that. Yeah. Um, my next my next game is like Resident Evil Village. I've got that lined up, ready to go. I'll probably yeah. start that tomorrow night. So, I like horror games. I have always wanted to make one, so it'll be cool to go through this, see how much has changed from Seven, because obviously we, all, for those who've played it and for those who know about it, yeah. it is a more combat focused. Yeah, I, I'm um, not, I don't, I didn't dig Seven. So I didn't, I didn't dig Seven. So I'm hoping that Eight and what I've watched of Eight interests me. The characters seem a little bit more interesting and stuff like that. Um, yeah. but no, I, I don't want interest. I just want campy. So I'm um, kind of I'm kind of down for it. Uh, people have said that yeah. like it's a lot like it's it has a lot of RE4 vibes, which is yeah, dude, it just has to be goofy. Which is That's like all I'm, be, I'm all up for. So like, a lot of people are like you know, uh, oh, it's so good, so Resident Evil go back to the horror roots, and I know it's a very div- the Resident Evil fan base is so divided, but you know that's what makes it so uh, silly. But I don't th- I I would argue, and I, I was talking about this last week. I would argue that Resident Evil was never that scary. Like, it loses all of its scariness as soon as you leave the mansion, you know, uh, in the first one. Those hunters, no one thought that was scary. No one thought hunters were scary. They are the silliest, goofiest-looking thing. The first couple of, like, the first hour or so of Resident Evil 1 is spooky. Don't get me wrong. But it loses that later. Um, Same with 2. First hour or so, spooky. Same with 3. First hour or so, probably less so in... In three, I think they had to make it a little bit scarier by having the the nemesis thing because they realised they weren't all that scary. Um, I think the core focus of Resident Evil has to be the goofiness. It just has to be the someone wants to tell a story, and the story just has to be entertaining. And you can see that with everything from one to six and all the spin-offs and everything like that. They're just entertaining stories with cool gameplay. That's all that it has to be. Um, I. I can't see why. Um, I, that's why I didn't like Seven. You know, uh, I just didn't think that anything like that was there. It didn't feel very campy. Didn't feel fun. Um, I felt like it really tried to be something that Resident Evil never was. So yeah, but I heard Eight is wicked. So you'll have to tell us, Dean, about Eight. Yeah, so I'll do. Um, but I think once you, once we, you play, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were going to talk about Monster Hunter today, but we've run severely over time. So I think Monster we're, oh, we're going to go from Monster Hunter episode, um, maybe next time. Sometime in the future. Sometime in the future. Maybe actually, this, might, bad... this might not be a bad time to not do it because the three update is due this yeah, week. So um, next episode is going to be the sixth. So we could it's the week before E three. So we might have a little bit of a Monster Hunter chat in the beginning, yeah. like we did with Mortal Kombat, and then talked about other stuff here. So um. Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for tuning in, everyone, for this, like, longer episode. If you do like the longer episodes, please let us know so we can um, plan to do, do more. <laughs> um, thanks to those who checked out the new Rotations episode with me and Max. There'll be a new Rotations episode in June. So we did one for July, we'll have one in June. Um, and then Addy and I's playthrough sessions will be starting in July, as previously discussed yeah. on another episode, once we... Organize the schedule and the RPG or game we're going to play because you're going to get us playing a random game for an hour once a month as some extra content. Um, But no, thanks for listening. Check out all our socials. There's some huge Shape versus News due out later this week um, when this episode goes live tomorrow night. Uh, 
being Monday the 24th. 24th. So have a good one. It's been Dean, Addison, and Max. Uh, more Dean and Addison in the last 10, 15 minutes than Max. <laughs> no, <it's not> Max. <laughs> uh, uh, Max, Max is our Max is our backup guy. He's our call. He's a, he's our hype man. He's he, he's here yeah. to to rein us in. He's our flavor. You can't you can't see it, but I'm you know I'm cheering you guys on. I got the pom pom. He's actually got a clock as a necklace. He's actually got the co- he's actually got the costume Jessica Negri and the character wears from Lollipop Chainsaw. Um, and he's just yeah, he's sitting there. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, man. Addy, Addy, he's our guy. If he can talk, no one can. <laughs> <laughs> he can't talk. I'm gonna die. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for um, listening to To Be Discussed. Catch you around. Take it easy. Stay up.